hello, hello. What's up, Alda? Not much. What's going on, Jen? Not too much. I'm ready to start talking to you about this Jersey episode. Yes. I mean, not the episode yet, but... Well, you know, Jersey. Jersey news. This week... Louie and Teresa were on vacation in St. Bart's. I saw some of the pictures, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see who they were with? Um, no. Wait, what, what happened? What, who were they hanging out with? Well, they were on vacation with their two friends, but they met up with Kelly Dodd and Rick Leventhal. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Um, who was actually on vacation with Heather McDonald. Kelly Dodd and yeah. Heather McDonald? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Come on. This is what I always tell people. Heather is very good at what she does. And she also has problematic friends. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. It's just facts. She needs, she needs to get some better friends. I'm just saying. I mean, you know the things we've heard about. I mean, everybody's heard. People say Heather's a social climber. So I feel like that... I can see that that's uh, maybe all she cares about sometimes. Right, I guess. And as long as it doesn't matter to her, you know, that who she's friends with, as long as it gets her what she needs. And also, even if it's not even like gets her what she needs, if she just has fun with them kind of thing. I feel like she's one of those people that is like, if I'm not the one doing the bad thing, then it doesn't really matter. You know, right? It's like I'm not, I'm not the bad guy here. I mean, but you're hanging out with the bad person, like, it's yeah. Still, it's not okay. Yeah, that you're only all, all you're doing is condoning the the bad behavior. Essentially, yeah. But um, so Kelly uh went on her and Rick's YouTube show and was talking about their interaction with Louis and Teresa in St. Bart's. Apparently, Rick started off by saying. I had the complete wrong uh, impression of Louie. Louie is such a great guy. Blah, blah, blah. I had to apologize for what I said because when that clip came out about the pajamas and then Rick goes on to this diatribe about how, you know, with these reality shows, the editors can give you a good edit or they can give you a bad edit. And are you hurting our dog? <laughs> what just happened? He, he was trying to get down. He couldn't figure out how. Oh, my gosh. Where are we going? Where are we going? Aw, <laughs> Jaxie. He's such a scaredy pup. That's I, what I call him. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> All right. He has to be carried everywhere. Oh, right. he's such a baby. No, I've been getting better with making him come up the basement steps. Oh, yeah. All right, back to my story. So Rick is mansplaining how reality shows and editing work. And he was like, with these pajamas, with that pajama clip, Louie getting a bad edit. Then Kelly's like, did you know they were brand new pajamas? I didn't know they were brand new pajamas. They didn't say that in the show that they were brand new pajamas. And I'm just thinking, girl, it doesn't matter if they were brand new pajamas. That's fine. Wear the pajamas if they're brand new, but don't talk about it. It was the context in which he put the fucking pajamas, okay? Ugh. Exactly. At that point, they're, they're no longer no-nose pajamas. Now they're just a pair of pajamas that he got. Because if, if they were brand new pajamas, then... 
They're, they don't belong to anyone, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, they were supposed to go to Nona, but they went to you. Now, so, Okay, so they were never his. You're making it sound weird. Sentimental. As, and, yeah. It's, well, to, uh, to me, it sounds weird. <laughs> he thinks it sounds sentimental and amazing. But, oh, my God. No, it did not land like that. <laughs> what I was just saying, sorry, I might as well talk out loud. We don't need to, like, whisper to each other. I was saying maybe back up off the mic a little bit. I don't know. It feels like you're up on it a lot. No, I know. I'm closer because sometimes if I'm too far away, you can't hear me. Okay. I can. I, you can see it. You'll notice it. Okay. Um, we'll just delete that anyway. No, or not. We'll see. Or not. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Felt cute. Might delete later. We'll see. Ah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they Rick and Kelly were basically just talking about how they had the whole wrong impression of Louie. But as Kelly is telling this story, Kelly is like, Mom, I see you shaking your head. So I guess Kelly's mom does not like Louie and does not get a good vibe from him. Yes, Kelly's mom. Apparently, when Kelly and Teresa first ran into each other at St. Bart, Kelly came up to Teresa and Louie while they were at the bar and Louie walks away right away and then Teresa says to Kelly Louie walked away because he's mad because of what your mom said about him and I guess Kelly I don't whatever Kelly said I don't know she was just like that's my mom whatever but then a little while later Teresa comes back to Kelly and says oh that was just a misunderstanding uh Louie didn't walk away because he was upset about your mom I just thought that he actually walked away so me and you could just talk so I'm like, wait, what? Do you think that um, maybe Louie told her, you shouldn't have said that? Yeah, for sure. He was like, why did you say that, Teresa? Now you're going to make me look bad. Blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, he needs to look like Mr. Yeah. Zan. He has no bad, you know, no emotions like anger or, you know, or basically and anything bad. No, he's Zen always. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. You're not. You're not Zen. Come on. I don't listen to Teresa's podcast on the regular, but after I uh, read an article that said what she speaks about in this most recent episode, I had to listen. She says blatantly, me and Dina are still friends. David Canton and or Dave Canton. Sorry, there's been like a back and forth about if it's Dave or David. And now I literally can't remember. I mean, does it matter? I mean, obviously it's David, but does he go by Dave or David? Is that the issue? Like two episodes ago when Joe first brought him up, whatever Joe called him, do you remember? I do not. I think it was, I think it was David and people were saying, using that as proof of um, why Joe is not friends with him because he goes by Dave, not David. And anyway, so... Uh, Teresa actually says in her most recent podcast episode, she says, Louie and Dave never had a business deal. They are very good friends and they speak on the phone every day. She went that hard. And the thing is, I'll tell you what I personally believe. I think Teresa knows that Dina will never, ever say what really happened because she wants no part of it. So... Teresa is just able to say whatever she wants without repercussion. I think if they were all still such good friends, they would post a photo together, a current photo, and squash it. And so you might be saying they shouldn't have to do that. Sure, they shouldn't have to, but they would if they were. Right, because the, yeah, they don't want this drama going 
going on if they actually are friends still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dina will be just like, no, let's just put something out there. Let's just get it over exactly. with. Be done. But like you said, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want anything to do with Jersey or TV or anything. You know, so she's not gonna respond to anything that Teresa's saying. So yeah, now Teresa gets to create this narrative, whatever of whatever she wants it to be. Yeah. And like you said, now. Dina is not going to respond. There's no repercussions. That's it. All we have to do now is believe Teresa at her word. That's Teresa even said in this uh, episode, which makes me think like she was just reading stuff people were saying online. Uh, She goes, yeah, Dave was even upset that Joe that Joey called him David. Nobody ever calls him David. I'm like, girl, did you just read what some of the tree huggers said? And now you're spewing it back at us. Mm. Oh my goodness. One more thing that I thought was funny. When Teresa was describing her trip to St. Bart's to her co-host, Melissa Feaster, Melissa um, said how she does not like Kelly Dodd. So apparently, Melissa Feaster tweeted something um, saying she didn't know that Kelly Dodd was such good friends with Brandy. Uh, Brandy Glanville. Yeah, that's all she did. I guess Kelly and Brandy were doing something together or going to and Melissa tweeted, I didn't know they were that close. And then Kelly went in on her on her, her YouTube show and like just called her like, I don't know, I think she called her like an ass kiss or a hanger on or all kinds of stuff. Teresa apparently did confront Kelly about that in St. Bart's and she said that Kelly was like, well, she said that that I didn't even know Brandy. And Melissa was like, yeah, I know, so bad. I said she wasn't close with Brandy. That means you should come for me. Kelly is unhinged. She is. Like, yeah. She needs no reason to just go off on anyone. And say the most vile, vile things. She goes so low. I don't understand why. It's It can be anything. Like, And somehow she turns it into... Just the worst, you know, insult to uh, at somebody. I just, I don't understand, like, her end game. I don't understand, like, how, how she, th- why she thinks this way. How she gets from A to B. Exactly, yes. I, I don't understand the, what goes on in her brain for her to be like, you know what? Wow, I don't like what that person is wearing. Like, for example, you mm-hmm. know, or something. And turn that into, like, this person is a horrible mother. For example, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like... Huh? Like, how did you get from point A to B? Like, you were talking about this one thing, and now it's something completely different. I just, I, I don't get the connection. Like, she just goes off for no reason. And then her guy, husband, Rick boyfriend, Leventhal, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, he's a respected he's, journalist in his in his field and to his people. You know what I mean? When he's there, all he does is co-sign everything yeah. she says. He does try to reel her in, not on, like, her vitriol, but just, like, keep her on track. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like stop going off on tangents. Let's just yeah. keep hitting. But <laughs> oh, oh, what did she do on one of her rants about Tamra recently? Oh, I know. She said, "Oh, that's an oxymoron, isn't it?" She meant to say hypocrite, like which Tamra wasn't even being a hypocrite. But yeah, she said it was an oxymoron, and yeah, dumb, dumb, dumb. Anyway, you want to get into the episode? All right, let's do it. All right, let's do it.
Hey guys, uh, trigger warning for what I'm about to talk about. Before we get into the Jersey episode, I just wanted to touch on what happened with Tamara Judge yesterday. Um, trigger warning for mass shootings. Um, so Tamara received a text from her daughter yesterday. Her daughter is a senior in high school. The text reads... Can you read it? Do you want to read it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the text is from Tamara's daughter. It says, we're having a shelter in place, not a drill. Not a drill. We're being locked in the classes with the lights off. And Tamara responds, what? Are you okay? And her daughter responded, yes, I'm in a classroom. We're hiding right now. Just heard police sirens. Um, Tamara asked, is there a shooter? And her daughter responded, I don't know. No one knows. So it seems like that's as much information she that she had or she got. At that time. At that time while it was going on so yeah um it does it did turn out that there was someone there with a weapon i don't know if it was a gun or not but there was someone in the building that was trying to cause harm to people and um but everyone was okay everyone did there no one got harmed the person was apprehended as far to the best of my knowledge um but for a time a while tamra was sitting there not knowing anything helpless like was, I can't even imagine, except I can imagine because it's one of my it is my biggest fear having a child in school. It's everyone's biggest fear. Any parent, especially now, it is just getting so much more and more common to hear about a shooting happening that nobody even bats an eye anymore. It, I mean, apparently there was another one, another shooting or an act, or a shooting that happened yesterday. I mean, this luckily this turned out not to be anything right but i i think i read that there was a shooting at a school in tennessee just the other day the same day that this happened so it's just we don't even hear about it because it happens all the time i um i mentioned that i listened to Teresa's podcast and she mentioned that whatever day she recorded that episode um she was going to take her daughter i think her youngest to school and they couldn't get in because there was a lockdown there was something going on like i don't know what that turned out to be but it's just at this point i feel it's like statistically we're going to be involved in a, in something like that knock on wood we're not but statistically at this point it's like if i i we have a daughter that's in 11th i'm sorry 10th grade and she does not want to be pulled out of school but if i had a child right now and if i if we had another child i would not put them in regular school it would have to be homeschooling I feel like now, like it's, it has to be like the only way now. I mean, how else can we protect our kids, you know, from harm? If the government's not going to do anything, we have to do what we can, and what we can do is keep them safe at our home. That's all we can do. And I mean, even I, even people without kids, I'm scared to go to the movies. I'm scared to go to the grocery store. I'd be lying if I didn't say it crosses my mind every time I go into a place where there's a lot of people. I mean, even like road rage incidents. I literally just saw like, in, you know, uh, a video of somebody like, you know, pulling out a gun on somebody else 
because you know they got cut off on the road like come on dude it's not um, it is not that deep and some, there was a shooting um up the street from us not that just last week um oh it was when me and riley went to the gym this week it was uh monday um then and they went they like shot somebody and then drove to olive garden like the olive garden in white marsh oh yeah that yeah. was a couple days ago i did hear about that yes it's just it's crazy and other countries do not i feel like i'm just like <laughs> screaming into the ether because i feel like i've said this so many times and everybody else has said this other countries do not have the mass shooting problems that we have other countries maybe it happened one time to and then they did something they put in common sense policies why can't we just model our policies after a country who implemented policies that are working no because it's more important to you know to have the right to bear arms mm -hmm. apparently and to line the pockets of the that, gun uh, manufacturers well, of course and, and yeah of course doing that and the other way around i mean they're getting they're, they're both you know helping each other out like the the uh you know the gun people they're making their money and then you have the government they're getting their money by all the lobbyists from the fucking gun people i mean come on it's just it's, it's a never-ending cycle mm -hmm. that's and it's, it's all about greed that's all it's about it's always money i know like, come on now and they all they can just say all they want to say about family values and this and that and we care about our kids you don't care about anything mm -mm. you know you know you, no, you don't money and did, control if, money it, and control they want to control my uterus exactly. too if they really cared about kids they would actually do something about keeping our children safe you know the ones that are alive right now mm -hmm. not the one not the ones that have not been born yet like we can actually you know do something about these kids the ones that the ones that are here but no that's that's not necessary according to them so and the unborn makes the perfect uh the perfect person to lobby for because they can't they can't say anything they're exactly. the perfect victim exactly they can't say whether or not they agree with what with your uh with your opinion basically with what you're lobbying for i don't know how uh, we went from school shootings to now um how the government has taken away the uh what the constitutional right to have an abortion but we got here sorry to bring y'all down but i just felt the need to touch on that today you have anything else to say before we get into the episode uh no that's enough all right let's take a little break to change this vibe and we'll jump back into it in a minute all right so the episode starts off with the mvx bougie kids pop-up with danielle melissa so right. we uh see the girls at envy and Jennifer asks Melissa if she's okay with her and Dolores being bridesmaids. Um, she Jennifer did seem sincere in asking if Melissa was okay, which is a little shocking after her the way she just said, we're bridesmaids last week. I know Jennifer needs to read the room a little better. Before she no, speaks. she does not. She's perfect the way she is. <laughs> oh, for my no. viewing pleasure. I love like the contrast. You had Dolores like trying to slowly, you know, bring it up, 
and then you have like you have Jen just looking so giddy, like this little kid, like this, and just he just couldn't hold it in. What prize like just, Oh my goodness! Uh, you can just see the look in Dolores' face, like fuck. That's not how it's supposed to come out. Jen tells Melissa that she can always change her mind, and Melissa obviously says, "No, I'm not going to change my mind." Well, yeah, I I respect that. Yeah, no, I agree. Melissa doesn't need to change her mind. But it, during this conversation is when Danielle calls Rachel a rat. Personally, I think it's a little harsh, but I do agree that with Danielle that like coming to someone and telling them that they hurt you and then having them basically just say it doesn't matter and not apologize like do you remember danielle saying that in her itm i think i have the quote yeah she said that yeah she goes whenever you explain your emotion to somebody and say you hurt me and they come back nasty like you just want to come at me you're not sorry about anything and while I don't think Rachel did anything so wrong, she needs to be called a rat. I do think she could have apologized for, you know, repeating what Danielle said. Yeah. They were coffee talking. Coffee talking. I know. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but coffee talking. I'm assuming just bullshitting. We were just talking. Yeah. Uh, you know, gossiping, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. But like the way I heard it, Danielle said like, oh. I've been told by people that, you know, Margaret has an arsenal. And she told that to she told that to Rachel. But Rachel made it out to be like, Oh, Danielle told me that you have an arsenal. She's telling people you have you know As if it came from Danielle in the first place. Like it originated with Danielle. Exactly. And like that she purposely did that. She is, is stirring the pot by doing that, by going directly to Margaret and be like, "Oh well, I, you know, we're supposed. She's supposed to be your friend, and she's telling me you have the, you know, like that's not what happened, though, Rachel. Yeah. You know, that's not what happened. And you can see like Danielle, Danielle trying to bring that up, but then she kind of caught herself because I feel like she didn't want to, I guess, be a rat in her eyes. And Danielle was like, but that's not, uh, uh. she's like, that's not what I said. Uh, that's, uh, whatever. You know, like, and, and she just kind of like stopped. She didn't keep going because she didn't want to out anybody else, I guess. I think she was scared to say that in front of Teresa and Jen, but she already told Marge it came from Teresa and Jen. Um, you may not remember. Actually, I don't think you saw this episode, but um, it was the the softball episode. Danielle, when they were in the locker room and it came up, Danielle actually said to Marge that it it came from I forget exactly what she said, but that it came from Teresa and uh and Jen. Maybe she didn't say Jen. Maybe she just said Teresa. But either way, she outed wow. someone. <laughs> yeah, I think she was afraid to say it in front of them. Maybe. Well, I mean, by that point, it's like, and the, the thing is, that's what actually happened, though. Yeah. Whereas. Rachel Fuda is over there not giving the whole truth. Context. The context. Exactly. That matters. It's like, yes, she said those exact words, but she did also preface it with, I've been told that, you know, for example, Margaret has an arsenal. It's not just like, oh, I know. Yeah. No. Um, you know where that originally came from, though? Like, and the specific term arsenal? Arsenal. (laughs) Um, That came from Laura Lee Jensen. 
I just listened to her an interview and she said that word arsenal came from her. Interesting. Speaking of her, I have some strong feelings about her strong feelings. I want to preface this by saying I fully do believe what Laura is saying. I believe that Marge did tell her that um, PR boy told Marge that Melissa made was making out in the back seat with Nick Barada. Fully believe Laura in that. I think she's not lying about any of it still think it's really fucked up and i don't even like marge okay but you don't have a falling out with somebody and then run to one of their frenemies or anyone for that matter unless it's someone you you know a really good friend of yours that you trust you don't with intent run to someone and tell them your ex-best friend's secrets that's so fucked up that is kind of fucked up. And Marge didn't do that to her. And then, like, Lara's whole thing is like, I okay. So Marge says that Lara is doing this to try to get on the show, and that like that's the only reason she's doing it. It's all lies. She's doing this to get on the show. Two things can be true at once. I think the things Lara is saying are true, and I think she's trying to get on the show. Now, Lara has admitted she has um, auditioned for the show three times has never gotten on now according to marge marge says she tried to help her get on or you know gave her name to producers and all and laura doesn't deny that but um like housewives can't like force production in the network to like somebody but nonetheless anyway it's not like marge I'm standing up for Marge. Let me tell you guys, this means a lot because I don't even like her. But Marge did try. She did what she could to get her friend on the show. And it didn't work out. And then they had this falling out, which neither of them has given a really straight answer as to what happened with this fallout. Yeah, I I, I would love to know why they actually had this falling out. Marge says it had something to do with like a Christmas party. Like... Apparently, they were supposed to spend Christmas together, and then Marge was going to this other, like, more, for lack of a better word, like, bougie and higher-class Christmas party and wasn't taking Laura with her. I could be getting a little bit of those details wrong. I heard this a while ago, but... Laura then on a recent podcast said that it had nothing to do with Christmas. This happened before Christmas. But she didn't say what it was. And, yeah, I don't know. And... My whole thing is, I believe you, Laura. Everything you're saying is true. Still think it's fucked up. And Marge, yes, I believe you. She's doing it to get on the show. But still think what she's saying is true. Now, as for if Melissa actually did make out with someone in the backseat of a car, I don't know. But I believe the rumor was told. Do you have anything to say about that? Sorry, I'm still trying to process it. That was a lot. (laughs) Told you not to smoke. See, you can't focus. No, no, I can focus. No, that was that was a long, uh, long speech there. No, I agree. It's fucked up, definitely, for like Laura Lee to just go and just start spilling all Marge's secrets for no reason. Like, yeah, especially when we. We have no context. We know nothing about why they had this falling out. That's the thing. Did something happen? Did she do something to you? Like, does Mars deserve, you know, what you're doing right now? I have no idea. But either way, like, does Melissa, like, you know what I mean? We don't know if this rumor is true. Is there something else that you could have (laughs) said about her? I mean, we know nothing. That's the thing. Like, all we know is that Mars was 
spreading this rumor or or was she spreading it i don't know she what, only said it or, or about melissa or she heard no, no. or rather she heard about this and then told laura lee right no for context like, for you no marge wasn't spreading anything laura and marge were like like this so you know how i tell you everything she's the only one like she that. told it to exactly mm. now um there's on the podcast i recently heard laura on laura said that she has more like there's more she knows that Marge told her something about Dolores, but she won't repeat it because she won't do that to Dolores. But you'll do it to Melissa. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's fucked up. So it's basically it's so you're basically saying or kind of proving that, you know, Marge has an, you know, an arsenal, <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's what she's doing, saying, oh, she has, you know, something about you, 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 you. And she told me everything she knows about you. Oh, another thing. Laura said Teresa believed the rumor, believed that Melissa uh, made out with Nick Barada. Of course, Teresa believed it. I mean, come on. If you guys um want to look him up, just so you know who he is, and that is Nick Barata. <laughs> what? Barata, like the cheese. B U R R A. No, I think it's B A. Or B A. You want me? You want to look? It up? I'm definitely gonna look it up. He's really hot. He's younger. He's even younger than us. I think he's only like 30 or something. He's like an actor, not a famous one, but he's a model and actor. He's worked for Melissa. I think he modeled for Envy. Barata, Barata, B A R R O T T A. Yeah. Yeah. In case you want to look him up. All right. So, oh, we learn in the after show, like the, uh, you know, they do the after show and they put it online. So apparently, according to Danielle, Melissa took an item, like one of her bougie kids items that she was selling at the pop up and did not pay for it. Mm-hmm. And according to Melissa, it was gifted to her by Danielle. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh my god, just pay for it, dude. Come on. But also, or not? Like it was like twenty bucks, and Melissa did host you. That's what I was gonna say. Another, it, that, that's another thing. She probably just assumed maybe it was a gift. Like, oh, you're um for having you at her her place. Okay. Um, well, in the after show, Danielle made it seem like she did Melissa a favor because she brought all of her friends in and they spent a ton of money at Envy. And then Melissa Bruh. thought she was doing the favor because she promoted Bougie Kids on her Instagram and housed her at MB. Yeah, and did did Danielle not say in her ITM how like difficult it is to like not have a a brick and mortar store? She did say that. And how like oh <laughs> having a an e business, you know, you can't you know you can't tell show people what it yeah. looks like or what it feels like. So who's doing who the favor? <laughs> or who's doing whom the favor? Did you like that jacket, that sparkly sequin jacket with the big eyeball on it? I think. Mm, Do you know what I'm talking no. about? <laughs> I have no idea what I'm right. talking about. So moving on, we get a scene, uh, two separate scenes with Louie and Teresa talking and Joe and Melissa talking. They're both discussing the fight from uh, Rachel Fuda's separately and louis says it's absolutely impossible to communicate with him joe to to like talk straight without this theatrical anger and it's very unhealthy and to me i think that sounds like projection if anybody's being theatrical i would say it's louis now don't get me wrong joe gorga is a drama queen dude he loves his exits as well yeah it's a little different though like joe 
is genuinely angry about the thing that you think he's angry about. Like there's no layers. It's just he's mad about this thing and he is going to play up that anger because he is theatrical and he's a drama queen. But the anger is still genuine. There is no layers to it. And Louis will be crying and tell you, I'm so sad that you don't have a relationship with your brother and I had to call my sister. And he's crying and telling you that. But he's actually just crying because he's mad at himself that he let his mask slip and you saw him pop off. Yep. But then he needs to make up an excuse, so he gives you some bullshit. Yeah. He feeds you this line about, I just had to call my sister. You're so lucky. Like, bitch, shut up, dude. Mm, like, mm, oh, mm, I, mm. I hate that there are still people out there that like him and, like, believe every, you know, what he says. Believe his bullshit. Oh. I know. Uh, yeah, and I just feel so bad for Teresa because she... Sp- she believes him too like i know i i used to i did feel bad for her it's harder the farther we get into this season but i mean i yeah so in Teresa's itm she said she's seen a shift in louis uh she said he's done dealing with joe and he said it isn't worth it Teresa even mentions once again that joe lost louis money And I'm like, no, no, no. Sorry, that's not how it went down. Both guys were really dumb with this stupid business deal that had no contracts, nothing in writing. Like, what? So I said some handshake deal. Yeah. And that was it. But Joe didn't lose anybody's money. Let's get that straight. Okay. I mean, if you you don't know the details, the true details of Pizzagate, go to our last uh, New Jersey episode. I believe it's episode eight. But I'm sure y'all know at this point. <laughs> so we get a scene with Bill and Jen, uh, Jen while Jen's packing for Ireland. And Jen brings up that her daughter wants to be, <laughs> I think it's so funny she refers to it as a love therapist. <laughs> I've never heard of it referred to like that. I guess it's the PG version because usually you hear sex and love therapist or you hear just couples counselor couples that, therapist that's what i'm thinking she marriage counselor a marriage counselor a marriage counselor so i'm assuming what the, the yeah. child thinks you know i love therapists because <laughs> i'm gonna get my parents to you know get back in love with each other like yeah so that's what she's thinking like oh my god that's such like a little kid thing to say yeah you know? But Jen says, uh, so she's talking about how her daughter wants to be a love therapist. And she says, how am I supposed to not get mad at that? And I don't know why she's so upset about that. Well, all right. So I'm trying to put myself in her shoes. On the face of it, being a therapist is not a bad thing. But when I think of it from Jen's perspective, she's viewing it like my daughter used to want to do something in like dance and theater. And then she found out that her dad cheated on her mom. And now she wants to be a love therapist. Yeah, well, that's, so what she was saying. that's why Jen's so upset about it. But if Jen really thinks about it, it's not a bad thing. It's okay that her daughter, especially if her and Bill are staying together and working through it, like, 
it's okay that her daughter that because her daughter saw her parents have some problems in their marriage that they worked through that that was the, her reasoning for wanting to go down the path of becoming a love therapist like that everybody has a reason for wanting to do something usually it's not necessarily a bad thing right i don't even think of it that way like if especially in their case in bill and jennifer's case like they stay together you know they are together now like i he, mean for now right for the time being, anyway well, yeah, for the time being i mean yes you know he cheated years ago it came out. They worked through their problems, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote. They quote unquote. They swept it under the rug. They quote unquote worked through their problems, and they're still together. So yes, and the kids see that it, this came up, you know, in the public eye, not in the public. So everybody knows about it. All they know is that he cheated, and the parents are still together. So whatever that means to them, you know, the little kid is seeing that. That was a good thing for them to go to counsel to marriage counseling. So she wants to do that. So yes, I, in that in that sense, that seems like a good, uh, uh, I guess, a good outcome from you know from this horrible, you know, from this bad, from right. this bad, bad um, thing, you know, from the affair. Whereas, like I, Jen, so yeah, Jen does not need to be getting mad about it in that in that sense you know yeah. whereas i feel like if they had not stayed together for example you know he cheated they still went to counseling mm -hmm. and you know they still ended up divorced or you know then maybe yes okay now i can be mad that she wants to be a marriage counselor why because like it didn't work for me so maybe she can make somebody i don't know it's just i don't know that that would like maybe make me upset right <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. She's just kind of reaching, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think What's she's that? very sensitive when it comes to this, and she's still kind of in it. I mean, I do, Bill seems so detached I in that scene. More, yeah, I feel like she's very embarrassed. I think it's because it keeps I used it to keeps think she was. Up because it keeps coming up. Like now that her kid's saying it, she's like, oh my. Or, I mean, if she's not, then if she's not embarrassed, then is she just like, what proud of it because she just keeps talking about it i feel like she wouldn't she she it would seem like she's embarrassed and that's why she's like oh hey that our kids are saying this you know like ah oh. i don't think she's embarrassed about it anymore i think she's just mad at the fallout from it because think about it this is um when they're filming this is right after season 12 was airing so i don't know how I'm trying to think. She did tell her oldest daughter, I believe, on camera during season 12. So I guess she did know for a while. But still, this is when the world is finding out. Mm -hmm. So she's really in it. So all it's right. no wonder she's talking about it all the time. It's the, it's her storyline. <laughs> and it's her she's life. She's like reliving it over and over yeah. again. Uh. But Bill, didn't Bill seem so checked out to you in this conversation, just sitting there? He did, honestly. It was reminding me and giving me the same vibe um, Lenny gave me in, well, last season, season four and five of Miami, honestly. No, yeah, I know. I don't know what it is. I feel like he wasn't like that before. And now he's just like, meh. 
just kind of not not there just and he smiles and yeah. nods like there was this dinner that um lisa hawksnine and lenny went to in season four i think it was for his birthday and she got his age wrong and yeah. it was just i i just gave me the same vibe i'm getting i got from jen and bill in this scene yeah that scene was really bad and she just kept talking and talking about how in love they are and you know Lenny's just like mm, yeah you're right yeah uh-huh like oh my god dude uh let's see so Jen asked Bill if he wants to be more involved with the kids and he said yes he said that he goes I he said he quit his hobby of golf and Jen said his hobby is hanging out in the pool house no no he said he would he was like oh I would quit he said I did or I would I think quit. he said I did I quit my I think he said I quit my hobby of golf yeah, and she said right. no your hobby is hanging in the pool house no and can you believe what he said he goes so so what i can't you don't want me to be my my true true self self. bitch your true self yeah like what you just hang out around the pool cool bro you're you're an adult and you're also you happen to be a parent so your true self includes being a parent whatever nobody's saying don't have hobbies don't have a life don't do whatever it is that you do in the pool house but along with that whatever is going on that pool house you can keep doing it but also, at time, you know, use some of that time to, you know, spend with your kids and family. Like, that, that's all. That's it. Like, your true self can include being a parent. It's not one or the other, bro. Like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I love what Jen said. I think she was like, your true self got checked at the door the second we got married. I was like, go off. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. dude, seriously. <laughs> like, dude, Bill is, nah, he is just... All, all kinds of wrong right now. <laughs> yeah, people really love him. Like, it's interesting because I guess a lot of the Melissa fans, um, like hardcore, hardcore Melissa fans, so they hate Jen, will be like, ah, oh, it must be awful being married to her. I feel bad for Bill and stuff, you know, things like that. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, just to be petty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the no offense, peeps, but you all know the Jersey fandom can get real toxic. It's, it's like for someone like us who I feel like, or sorry, for people like us, I refer to us as one someone, person. Someone's, we are one person. No, but for people like us who kind of reside in the middle and just call each individual like arguments or scenario as like we see it, it's like it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just Jersey's a very weird space to be. I feel like a lot of the fans are very. It's very black and very, white. Oh yeah, very like blind loyalty. Right very and h- hardcore. And loyalty. since um the cast is so divided, it's like if you like you know Rachel Fuda, then you like Marge. You like oh, yeah. Melissa. You don't like Jen Aiden. You don't like Teresa. You don't like Danielle you know. Cabral. Now Dolores, everybody has a piece of her. Yeah, it's like everybody likes, but she's mainly with like this one group. But then she hangs out with a lot of the, these people on this other side. It's just, yeah. She knows how she she knows how to like skirt around the the line to make sure everybody's yeah. like Dolores, you know. So she's liked by everyone. But my the people I gravitate to and tend to like more, it's like intertwined. Like I I like Danielle and Rachel. I gravitate to Melissa more than Teresa, and sure. I I don't like Marge. Oh, you don't like Marge I now? Don't. Have you come over to my to my side? I loved how much she was willing to put Louie on blast last season. So yes. my feelings for Marge personally 
were trumped by her calling out a narcissist. Right, it like stemmed from that this action that you you know you admired, and then yeah, you you try. I figured I figured you probably tried to like rationalize anything she did. To be I like, feel oh, I but, did, but she did a little but bit. She, but she's so great. She did this amazing thing, mm-hmm. and then the more you see, it's like I didn't I didn't start watching and. You know, at at that point, so I never yeah. knew like what she had done. I just what she, or rather, I never, I never seen the episodes when, where she dragged Louis or right found out all that stuff. So the episodes that I saw, I just saw her for her, and it's just it bothered me. It's just like yes, yeah, you, you never liked her. Never. It's like yes, I can see what you're trying to do, and like I see, I can see why people like her, but I just, I don't, I don't like. Mm. Well, she's really, really gotten into the pocket or groove of her villain, villainry, mm-hmm. villainess, villainessity, villainry. I think I said this last week, but I don't know if it was the twenty-pound weight loss or what. But no, yeah, she just said, talked about it publicly, so I, I can say that. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know if it's that or what it is. She's like feeling herself. It's right like now. <laughs> there's something. Go- she just her voice almost seems like it changed a little bit. It got more more nasally. More nasally. Oh damn! <laughs> I was gonna say, is it less nasally now? Or is it more like this? I'm going. That one ITM outfit with the puffy sleeves. It is so so villain. But I digress. Uh, so back to Bill and Jim. So, yes, Bill does, mm, you don't want me to be my true self. And uh, Jen said she wants to continue to go to therapy. And Bill said, maybe. And um, I just wrote here, he seems completely checked out. That's what my note says. Yeah. Bill the pool boy. Right? Literally. I wonder, what's in the pool house? I just want to know. Like, Does he have like a TV? Like a... Uh, is it like a game room? Is it a bar? Is he just out there like just pounding shot after shot? Like, yo, Bill Eden, at me. What? What's, what's in the on? pool house? Seriously, and we need to see some pics. Like, <laughs> post the pool house, Jen Aiden, Bill, somebody. Uh, so then we see the girls um, at the airport. And Melissa Gorga says, I brought some sleepy time tea for the plane. And Jen Fessler says, Try some Xanax and vodka. Mm-hmm. I love Jen Fessler. Dude, Jen Fessler is killing it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like... She really is. I, these, these new girls, these new women are mm-hmm. amazing this season. They are. Um. Oh, what did you think of Jen Fessler fucking Tony Soprano? Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. It's I, wild. I love that. It, all roads lead to Bravo. I mean, I goddamn. And that's like so Jersey too, like Tony Soprano. What? That's so cool. Dude, Melissa was jealous. She was like, <laughs> she, who gets to, who got or what did she say? Who gets, who gets to the fuck fuck Tony Soprano? Soprano? She's like, she's smiling so hard. Like, she wanted to fuck Tony Soprano. I think so. Mm. I guarantee you, any of those women would have fucked on this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> the girls get to the mansion and they all get their rooms. And then they go to their first lunch in Ireland. And Dolores actually calls out Jackie for being rude to the coffee reader, Angie. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Oh, and sidebar, real quick. Those rooms? Uh-huh. Why is Jen's the best room out of all of them? Even Teresa's and like 
Dolores, uh-huh. who supposedly they were supposed right. to have like the best. They were like, that's room number one and number two. Yeah. And then out of the ones that got picked out of the hat, Jens was like amazing compared to even everyone's room. I didn't notice Dolores and Teresa's room. It was just like a nice little room, like a nice setup. Like, okay. I don't know. It was it didn't have that huge bathroom like yeah uh, i saw jen's jen's was crazy the ceilings in that bathroom it, yes. that was insane that bathroom was in, was massive yeah and it was bigger than the room i feel like and even the room was just very 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 big there was a lot there was a lot of space it was very spacious and i feel like the other two rooms like teresa's and dolores they were still big yeah but if, they, i don't think they were as big as that one Interesting. I know. I don't know why they. That's weird. I know. Even everybody. Everybody else even said like, yeah, that uh, you know, that Jennifer's room was the best. <laughs> Marge was pissed. Marge was. Did so she pissed. bring that too? And Marge got the worst room. Yeah, she and Jen Fessler both had the same type of room. Oh, the did, little, did they Jen both, Yeah, they both had the tiny little like two twin beds. <laughs> oh my. None of that. Excuse me. None mm. of that. Anyway, <laughs> no. Sorry for the yawn. So after Dolores said that or called Jackie out for being rude to the coffee reader, Marge said that that was Jennifer's fault. And everyone, even Dolores, was telling Jen that the coffee reader looked like she had been manipulated. And did you notice Teresa just sits there and doesn't really doesn't really say anything? Like when people are coming at Jen, she won't really say anything. She had this like weird like I don't know the expression. She was just like smiling. Oh, Teresa. Teresa yeah. just like. I don't know, like, she looked high, like, she was just, like, in her own little world, like, she was just happy and, like, looking up at the sky, like, like, while everyone's just going, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about everything and anything, she's just, like, what's going on? (laughs) I feel like she does that sometimes, it's, I always just think she's just listening and waiting for her moment, but I don't know. I don't know, it was just a little odd, and... (laughs) I know, that whole thing with the, co- the coffee reader or oh my mm-hmm. well well Teresa ends up blowing up Jen's spot I know that was yeah. amazing she was like um, what did she say I think she was like Angie said Jennifer didn't tell her anything except that she got into a fight with Marge and then all yeah. the girls are like oh they're like wait what like, well she's like I mean I talk a lot I, I may have said something and yeah. just not remember they're like oh my god of course you did like okay they're like well we just started talking and you know who knows I mean, yeah jen said she doesn't remember exactly what she said and marge says so you could have told her and you have no recollection and jen says that could be true uh, yeah. but i didn't talk to her about laura we didn't get into that no i don't know if i believe that I know. she had to because she said the l in the back or or unless that part came from teresa see i think teresa is a lot more involved in the whole laura thing than is being presented to us in the episodes oh yeah of course i mean they're making it seem like it it was all jen aiden's you know jennifer aiden it was all her it was all her and but every time it gets brought up jennifer make make sure she mentions Teresa's name. Yeah. It's always I like me. Well when we met, when Teresa and I met with Jen with Laura or Laura, whatever. But yes, we don't see Teresa talking about it at all. All we see is Jennifer Aiden basically just being confronted about it all the time. In that uh interview that Laura just did, I learned that Teresa actually 
gave Bravo Lars name for this past season, for season 13. So that was the third time that Lara had auditioned uh for to come on i believe the first time marge gave her name i don't know what happened the second and this third time teresa interesting it's really interesting so laura and marge have a falling out she ends up somehow becoming you know not somehow but she ends up becoming close to teresa not close but fine she ends up linking up with teresa and all of a sudden teresa like what nominates her or like puts her up for the show like what mm-hmm. damn like what how how good how good was the tea i'm just saying like how much information did she get from her about marge because you all just met and here she is <laughs> well i show. think that after season 12 Teresa blamed Marge for everything that came out about Louie, which was not fair at all, because it's that stuff about Louie with his exes, all of it, that is stuff Louie did. That was going to come out regardless. Marge, whatever, maybe Marge did go digging and found out some of the stuff. I don't care. Not really the point. The point is Louie did this stuff. Marge didn't do the stuff. Marge isn't even the one that like put the stuff out there on social media. She just mentioned it on the show, but everybody already knew. Exactly. Because that's what Teresa does. She gets, she blames everyone else for her problems. This is like a a perfect Mm -hmm. example right here. Instead of getting mad at Louie for the things she did, she's getting mad at Marge for mentioning all these things about Louis. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, you know, she Marge made Louis look like a bad guy. Yeah. Not the things that Louis did making him look like a bad guy, you know. It's somebody else's fault. You know, that's like a perfect example of her just, you know, like which is what she always does, blaming everyone for her her problems. Yeah, Teresa's definitely not the uh <clears throat> the queen of accountability. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I think Melissa said it in this episode with Teresa. It's like, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's definitely my fault, like Melissa's fault. And it's your fault. But it's never Teresa's fault. No. Oh, never. Teresa and Louie are perfect. No matter what she does, like somehow she can literally say one thing, turn around and just say she did not say that. You know, it's insane. Like what? You, we all just heard you say something and you turn around and say, no, I, I, I didn't say that. What are you talking about? That never happened. Like, like the bitch boy comment at the what? reunion last year. Exactly. Or like or even like right now, the whole thing with uh, uh, what's her name with Melissa's mom. Like if you would have called me, I would have mm-hmm. like, come on, really? No, now you're rewriting history. Exactly. That's what's going on. Melissa called her out, though, there. She was like, but no, when they asked you about it, that's not what you said. You said, we have a history there. You didn't say, I forgot. Exactly. I said that before, too. I'm like, wow, you you can't just, like, say one thing now and completely, like, retcon what happened before, (laughs) you know? Like, oh, that never happened. Now this is the truth. Like, no. That's not how it goes. So, she likes to do that a lot. Like, yeah, you should have like you know gotten your story straight before you flipped out <laughs> or said did whatever. You know, you should have gotten with your PR manager, Louis. <laughs> you know. Oh, there is. Uh, I I may have said this last week, but there's um, a rumor going around that Louis is her business manager and only taking payments in cash. 
Wait, Louie is Teresa's, Teresa's business manager, business manager. Oh and my. only taking payments in cash. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. Just cash so that there's no proof that he's her business manager so that he can just like dip out one day and there's no repercussions. Oh, no. Uh, sorry, I'm like working it out. As, as, as <laughs> you I hear said this, it, not as me. I hear this, is that what's going on? He wants no paper trail. Of all the money that he's making off of his wife. All right, bro. Doesn't sound I, sus I, I, I at all, you. right? I see you. I don't know what you're trying to do with it, though, but I see you. All right. So after the lunch, Jennifer and Danielle talk privately. And Danielle asks Jennifer what Laura told her. And Jen says she can't say because it involves the family, something that was done to her last year. She said, um, if it did end up being true, I don't want to be a hypocrite. And then she then proceeds to tell Danielle that Marge told her that Laura, hold on. Okay, sorry, I'm reading my notes and apparently they are not right. So anyway, Jen then tells Danielle the, that Laura told her that Marge told her that, oh my gosh, this is a game of telephone. It's oh, yeah. this person told, cause, okay, so it's Melissa made out with a guy in a car. PR boy saw it. PR boy tells Marge. Marge tells Laura. Laura tells Teresa and Jen Eden. It is an actual telephone it game. Melissa lot. said that yes. on Watch What Happens Live. And then Jennifer Aiden tells Danielle mm -hmm. how she got about all that. Yes. Uh, but it wasn't just that, though. Did you notice, like, I don't know if you caught, like, the investigative work of Danielle. Yeah. Dude, that was amazing. At the dinner? No, here, during this conversation. Oh. When she's like, they won't tell me who it, they won't tell me what they, what she said, but it's gotta be something important because, you know, they don't want to talk about it. And then right here, she's like, okay. So she doesn't want to talk about it. Jennifer doesn't want to talk about it. Teresa doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> it might, okay, it's got to be about Melissa then. Yeah. Who else would it be about? And she literally says that. So it's about Melissa. Jennifer's like, yes. <laughs> like, what? like, okay. Like, Didn't take like much. Like, cool. Jennifer just needed her... Like she like just needed the name. Her arm twisted I know, a little bit. She needed a little nudge. Hey, like I know already. And she's like, yeah, Melissa. Yes, it was me. <laughs> I can tell you everything now, bro. I have another theory. What? That yes. maybe uh, Teresa told Danielle to ask Jen this thing on camera. And maybe this was all planned between Jen, Danielle, and Teresa. And Danielle already knew the rumor. And like Danielle was already aware of, of the rumor about Melissa. Because and this was just them. all for our benefit to get the rumor out on camera. On camera, right. Because they already know what the rumor is, but we don't. I actually think Danielle's reaction was genuine, or Danielle is just a pawn in Jen and Teresa's plan. She might be. Because they knew she's going to ask to, you know. Well, obviously, they keep bringing it up yeah. every single time they're t all together. And then they all just sit there quietly, like, boop with these dumb faces like uh, 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 like what do you what's your end game i mean obviously they needed it out there i think that that was the that was the end goal yeah 100 they couldn't, have, they couldn't do it themselves no they, they can't just say it just, well teresa know. especially she won't touch it she needs to have um plausible deniability exactly she, teresa can't say it, so she pawns it off to jennifer aiden but jennifer aiden can't just like blurted out like to that, no one to to anybody who it has to be one of the new girls yeah like you know what i mean somebody has to ask this these questions exactly because most anytime like 
that it gets brought up like at the lunch nobody was asking like what was it said except for marge margaret she's the only one did she one. ask she was basically i don't know if she asks basically but she was just like oh I, actually i don't yeah remember. i don't remember because i would think she wouldn't want to say that right i feel like she kind of just pretended that it wasn't true as opposed to yeah like you can't believe anything this woman says she's not reliable type shit exactly yes but anyway according to jen laura didn't want to tell them this rumor because it would destroy melissa but Teresa insisted so i'm picturing laura is like telling them all this dirt that marge has spilled and how like apparently laura told them that marge was digging into louie and um i can't remember what else but so Laura says, there's this thing she told me about Melissa, but I don't want to say it. It will destroy her. And Teresa's like, no, 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 you need to say it. You need to say it. Well, then apparently, um, I think I said this earlier, but to, according to Laura and according to Jen, um, Teresa believes the rumor that Melissa d- did make out with Nick. Mm, 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 mm. So who who is this guy that she met out with? Okay, so he is actually a friend of Joe and hers. I don't think a close friend, more of an acquaintance. Uh, He's a model and like not very famous actor. That's right. You mentioned the name. Yeah, like it's just somebody they just they both. Yeah, he modeled for Envy, like in a fashion show, I think for Envy. So I guess that's how they maybe met. And And who is it that saw it? So it's there's this um, PR guy that works for Marge and Melissa. And allegedly, the story goes, Melissa and Nick were making out in the backseat of a car. The PR guy opened the car door and saw it. And then he tells Marge. And then Marge is gossiping with Laura and tells her, which honestly, I don't see anything wrong with Marge telling Laura if she's like, they've been friends for 40 years. This is your girl you gossip with. I'm fine with it. I think it's super fucked up of Laura to uh, be spilling shit now. Like I said before, unless Marge did something unspeakable to her, but Laura hasn't said that. And even in that case, I still don't think you should do this because you're bringing other people into it. I know now because now the rumor is out there and now it could hurt you know, a family. like. So moving on to the dinner, uh, Jem Fessler <clears throat> is trying to get that main housewife spot because she asks Teresa why she decided to make Dolores and Jen bridesmaids. And Teresa says they were both supportive of Louie and her. She said she was scared to ask them because she didn't want another problem with her brother. Um, then Teresa brings up Melissa's mom not being invited to the wedding and once again says that if Joe would have called and asked her to invite Donna, then she would have. Her and Melissa go back and forth for <clears throat> for a little while and then Jen Aiden jumps in and says, right, but you were through obligation, talking about Melissa. I yeah. Know. That was very cringe. Very, very cringy. And unnecessary. Like, she was just making it worse. Uh, like, I don't even know why she even brought that up. Like, she said she was trying to help Teresa. It, it did not help. <laughs> it made her look horrible. The back and forth that Melissa and Teresa were having was about the sisters getting invited, essentially, because <clears throat> Melissa says, 
but when but when they asked you, you didn't say that. You said that there's history there. And Teresa says, yeah, back in the day. And then Melissa says, right, so you didn't forget her, talking about her mom. But Teresa didn't forget to invite Donna to the wedding. And Teresa says, not your mom, not your, I mean, like back in the day, there's, and then Melissa cuts her off and goes, me and you back in the day, it didn't even speak. And then that's why Jen says, yeah, but you're an obligation. <laughs> Like um, why? What, she, what was she even saying? Like you're, you're like you got invited out of, out of an obligation. Exactly. Like, like you wouldn't have been invited if you weren't married to Joe, which actually is true. But nobody needs to say that. Oh, of course. Nobody's talking about why Melissa alone didn't get invited. It's the fact that Melissa, the sister-in-law, didn't get invited. That's why it's an issue. You know what I mean, what like, do you mean she didn't not, get, I mean, invited. get invited? I mean, not get invited. I mean, the sister-in-law is like you know her mom and family. Right. It's not nobody if it if it was just some random friend or like acquaintance, nobody would care that that acquaintance family did not get invited. You know, like come on, Jennifer right. Aiden is just. Speaking, uh, it's also ass. convoluted, and like uh, they do all have this really bad history. But my feeling is, so much has happened since then. Teresa has socialized intimately, socialized. I mean, like in small groups with Melissa's family, and it's been fine. So now, all of a sudden, you're like, now I'm I'm mad again for that stuff from ten years ago. I know it's like she can't just for, forgive and forget obviously you have moved on from what happened you yeah. know because you you're in good terms again so why bring it up all of a sudden like yeah, oh, i don't want to invite these people because back in the day they were mean to me even though we've moved on from that you know yeah. like okay unless it's something going on now then i would understand but for her to be like, well, well, back in the day, no, mm -hmm. that's that's done and over. You can't keep bringing the same thing over and over. That's exactly. Okay. If you're going to be, it's like when someone that cheats on their significant other, but then like, it's like if I cheat, if I cheat on you and then you decide to stay with me and then you keep like bringing it up over and over again. Exactly. You can't do that. It's like, either you have to move on. If you're choosing to stay, you have to just move on. You can't keep bringing it up. That's, exactly. not, that's not how it works. You know, like. You, you get a little you get a, a grace period that that's it right <laughs> after that no because nobody's gonna yeah. what can you do yeah. <laughs> like nobody's gonna be happy at that point exactly. if you're just still bringing it up you made your choice leave or stay that's it mm. But anyway, Teresa said, she goes, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I thought if you invite one person, then you have to invite everybody. But your mom, it's like I invited a lot of the moms here. I wish my brother would have just told me. <laughs> so you remember to invite other people's moms. <laughs> I know. I don't know why she said that. But not your brother's mother-in-law. Your brother's wife's mom. You know, your sister-in-law's mom. Like that one did not cross your mind. But other people's moms, because so many of them. Well, she said she thought she'd had, since she didn't want to invite the sisters, she that's why she didn't invite the mom. Anyway, but this is what blew my mind. I know that it's very hard to be self-aware. I'm sure even people who think they're self-aware, like I like to think I am, I know I'm not in every way. Yeah, nobody can be fully self-aware. But <laughs> Teresa is very, very much the least self-aware person I think I've ever encountered. So she says, and quote, Teresa goes, I'm the coolest fucking sister, but then you try to make me look bad. Like, don't throw me under the bus. I never throw him under the bus, but, but he'll throw me under the bus. And Melissa says, you never throw him under the bus? 
Teresa. How do I throw him under the bus? I'm his older sister. Melissa. He's the worst. You're the best. Teresa. This is like the happiest time of my life. End scene. Like, Teresa has to know she is not an easy sister to deal with. I'm not saying Joe's an easy brother, but she is not an easy sister. And I'd argue she makes it harder for him. She She expects a lot. I know she expects a lot and she doesn't yeah. give anything back in, in return mm-hmm. like she has these high expectations of family but she doesn't expect anybody else to have to uh you know receive the same thing from her yeah and that's that's not okay but she says she does the same thing uh, of course she's all about saying it but not acting it mm-hmm. she's yeah. like I do so much I'm this and this and you should be doing the same things for me but yet you don't you don't do that no yeah you act like you do you pretend you by just exactly. saying it you're all about words not actions yeah no mm. so uh i can't even remember what we, no i do remember what we see in the trailer <laughs> do you remember the what this scene shocked me i think um rachel fuda says to Teresa. so do the kids still hang out the cousins and Teresa says, well, they did, but then Antonia didn't come to, and she's about to say, I know what she's about to say, Antonia didn't come to Melania's Sweet 16. First of all, way to just, you know, stick it to a 15-year-old. But second of all, if we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, Antonia, I believe, had a cheer competition that day. Cheer competitions are a big deal. Like, when you are a cheerleader, especially on a competitive cheerleading squad, like, your big thing is your competition. You don't have a game every week. It's not like someone missing a basketball game that they're going to have another one next weekend. You have one or maybe two or three, but, like, you don't don't have many competitions yeah. so she can't just miss it exactly that's where like everybody competes like you go and everyone competes all in the same day it's not like like you said just any other and you can't event. just rework the whole routine i mean you could but that would suck like it's you everybody has their their purpose to make the routine work and if you lose one person that's a big yeah. fucking deal and honestly even if it was just any a regular sporting event like a regular you know team a basketball team football team whatever that's a good enough reason. Mm, I disagree. Miss. It was a big sweet. It was her sweet sixteen. It was at, at like a big event. Like it was you had to dress up. It was like at like a hall. Or I something. get that. I, I was. I, I would say it depends on like. I don't know. I guess it would depend on what. I, you're, if it's like some random like team that you're gonna lose to anyway. I guess yeah. No, but if it's something that really, it's a. a a game that matters then yes i mean if it was like your playoff game or something but then or i would, clo- I would or, clo- think- or leading to the playoff it's like yeah oh, we need to win this to make it like then yeah i don't know i i in that case i feel like you can because losing one person isn't gonna ruin the whole team well that's what i'm saying it depends on the situation i have no idea but um i feel like in a close-knit family especially with joe and Teresa if they were in a good place what you would hope since it's just two of them they could communicate Teresa knows antonia does cheerleading she could say hey when's antonia's cheerleading competition i know melania really wants her at her sweet 16 so we can maybe not schedule it on that day i don't think that's crazy especially coming from the woman who said melissa should have postponed her wedding that's what a good sister-in-law would have done until Teresa gave birth oh my god that's right so just saying i mean considering like 
I highly doubt that she had it. The she had the party. Like I highly doubt that Teresa had the party planned out like a year in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, she had enough time to set it up and, like you said, have talked to Joe or Melissa to figure out what dates work. Because by that time, by the time she's ready to book the the venue, cheer, the cheer competition yeah. is already the date. The date's already out. Everything's you know scheduled out out months in advance. So. Yes, they could have worked something out. I'm sure we'll get into that a little more in the next episode, but yeah. Mm. You know, should we expect any less from Teresa? She doesn't take accountability for herself, so of course she's not going to like put any blame on her. Not saying her kids should take blame, but she's going to skirt blame even if it goes to a fucking 15-year-old. Anyway. Tonya didn't show up. (laughs) Joe Melissa got pissed. Yeah. She's like, no, you are not going to talk about my daughter. I'll be pissed too. Like, don't sit there and blame because that's because that's her that's her thing that's her game she plays the blame game that's what Teresa does she doesn't take accountability it's everybody else's fault mm-hmm. ah. all right I want to get into Vanderpump um which won't be in this episode it'll be in the next you have anything else to say about Jersey uh no I think that's it I don't know I don't remember what else that was it was that, that was that... the end of the episode we and just were talking about next was that week. Yeah, no was that it for the trailer was I don't remember else? anything else in the trailer I can't remember anything else besides or yeah no actually besides that all right well y'all can follow me on um all social media platforms at socialite gossip except Twitter which is at socialite goss with one s and you guys can follow me at Aldo He Said on Twitter and Instagram. Bye! Bye!